Thank you for joining us today on the Traveling On Show. We're your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick, and we are broadcasting from our studios near Washington, D.C. We are happy to be your travel partners for the next hour and every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And as always, we've got a great show for you today. Author and explorer John Blashford Snell joins us to talk about his upcoming expedition to Bolivia, known as the Cotamama 7. And we'll also learn more about the many foundations for which he's done great things with. And then we'll shift gears and talk some sports with All-American Sportscaster and voice of the New York Rangers of the NHL, Kenny Albert, the son of sports legendary broadcaster Marv Albert. If you want to join in on the conversations, call our studio line at 888-463-6748. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT. Yep, but first we'd like to invite you to sign up for our Traveling On Club newsletter and also play our Travel and Trivia contest to win great prizes. And as promised, we have a new Puto Mayo CD available for a lucky Travel and uh, Trivia contest winner. Uh, it's called Reggae Around the World, and you'll be hearing tracks, various tracks throughout the show. So you can sign up uh, for the newsletter and play Travel and Trivia from our website, TravelN-On.com. That's T-R-A-V-E-L-N-O-N.com. And I tell you, you know, our our first guest, I'm really, really excited uh, to to introduce to you. John Blashford Snell has been described as a combination of explorer, innovative engineer, social worker, youth leader, soldier, animal lover, conservationist, author, and I'm going to add philanthropist. Having organized and led over 70 expeditions to the remotest places on Earth, this remarkable man has an unrivaled breadth of experience. Challenging ventures are legendary and have won high praise worldwide, not so much for the physical achievements, but for what they've done for people, fauna, and flora. And some of his expeditions have included the first descent of the Blue Nile, tackling river blindness on the Congo, the first vehicle crossing of the complete Darien Gap, and multiple discoveries. And uh, John is here today on the line from the U.K., to share with his share with us his thoughts on his upcoming expedition to Bolivia called Cotomama Seven and some of his uh, philanthropic activities. John, welcome to the Traveling On Show. Thank you very much indeed. You know, I, I almost got out of breath talking about all of your your achievements, but uh, you know, uh, for for people to understand where you're going, I kind of want to give them a sense of where you've been. And in 1969, following the success of the Blue Nile expedition, which incidentally, for our listeners' sake, uh, was at the invitation of the um, the Emperor of Ethiopia at that time, Emperor Selassie. Uh, you and your colleagues formed the Scientific Exploration Society to foster and encourage scientific exploration worldwide. And it's the, uh, the Exploration Society that has led the charge in conducting this uh, seven-phase expedition called Cotamama across South America for the last decade. Tell us a little bit about the, the Cotamama expeditions. The word Cotamama means mother of the lake. And that comes from the Aymara language, and of course it's referring to Lake Titicaca, which uh, is in both Peru and Bolivia. 
Um, we were inspired by the famous uh, anthropologist, Dr. Thor Herdahl, who sadly died a few years ago, who believed that the ancient civilizations of uh, the central part of South America could have reached the oceans uh, by using traditional reed boats. You may remember that he actually crossed the Pacific in a balsa raft and later the Atlantic in a reed boat from Morocco to Barbados. Well, he encouraged me to see whether we could actually do this down the rivers using um, boats built of reed, uh, or totora, as it's known there. And over the period of years, Cotamamas 1, 2, 3, 4, and so on, we built different crafts and tackled different rivers, voyaging from Bolivia right down to Buenos Aires. And then the last of the big voyages with the boats was uh, from the Andes right through the uh, headwaters of the Amazon and then down the Amazon to the ocean at a place called Beleng. That was some 4,400 kilometers, a hell of a journey. Biggest problem, of course, were the rapids, which the ancient people had got through by dragging their boats round on special roads. Um, but, of course, it wasn't just about voyaging with these extraordinary reed boats. Uh, it was also about what we could do for the people and what we could find out about the archaeology, the history, the culture as we went. And we were there to look, really, to see whether it would have been possible for ancient people to trade between the high Andes and the ocean. And that's what we found they did. Now, it's, it's, um, it's my understanding that during one of the six phases of uh, this expedition, and, and this next one coming up will, will take place, I think, in, uh, from June to August, uh, June 22nd through August 7th, 2009. Um, but during one of the, the previous six phases, um, you actually surveyed a meteorite crater and... Um, is it my correct understanding that uh, this particular crater uh, has been um, considered as perhaps the, the cause of the demise of a particular civilization? I think that there, there's an um, organization, the Bolivian Geological Institute, who actually uh, advocates that, um, that uh, a huge meteorite actually may have uh, destroyed um, a, uh, a, a, a huge civili civilization that resided in the lowlands of Central South America. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Sergio Tecmin, which is the Geological Institute of Bolivia, I believe there's a possibility, and I do emphasize the possibility, uh, that this gigantic meteorite, which exploded in space, uh, probably a few miles above the surface of the Earth, created a circular series of lakes. Um, around the Beni region in eastern uh, Bolivia. And, uh, of course, the people who were living there at the time, the Mokos civilization, would have been wiped out by the equivalent of many, many hydrogen bombs which exploded with the impact of this meteorite. Um, when meteorites fall, they do, through the pressure they create and the heat, they do create minerals such as uh, industrial diamonds and perhaps sapphires, uh, and, of course, other metals. So there's an economic reason to look for these particular sites. But um, we've found already a lot of evidence of the remains of ancient people, uh, particularly in ceramics and pottery lying around. And, in fact, the meteorite we went to survey uh, last year, uh, which was Cotamama 6, which was a much smaller meteorite, when we were digging pipes to put in a water supply for the people, we actually dug up the pottery which was probably the remains of the people 
who had been uh, completely decimated by this enormous, what would have been almost a nuclear explosion all those years ago. Now, Colonel, when uh, we brought you on, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Thor Heyerdahl, who's probably best known, and at least as I recall, for the Wa expeditions, and uh, just the importance of uh, of Kodamama uh, Seven and 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 all of these uh, 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 exhibitions, so to speak, in, in terms of boosting interest in young people, because I can recall as, as a kid Thor taking. Uh, you know, embarking on a raw expedition and still being able to recall that today. So these uh, discoveries and these expeditions do have a major impact uh, from an educational standpoint and also in terms of inspiring young people to think more broadly about the world. Kind of speak to that. Yes, they do indeed. And we always link up with schools using satellite telephones. And, of course, it also creates international friendship. Mm-hmm. because a lot of the children that we meet uh, who are usually very poor in these areas have no idea where the United States or uh, England is. And you put them on the telephone to somebody in either country that speaks Spanish, and usually the first question they ask is about football, uh, which they know more about than they do about the geography. Um, but then later on, as things develop and they perhaps get uh, access to the Internet eventually, then you set up some sort of web where these young people can communicate. And I think if you can put young people together at a time before they started to hate each other and develop prejudice, you can actually do an awful lot for international friendship. And, you know, that's that's really one of the, the missions of our radio show. And so, um, you know, one of the things I love are the people, the like-minded people that, that we meet, uh, like yourself. Um, I am uh, interested, uh, you know, I know that, uh, let's see, Kotamama 7, uh, you actually invite self-funded participants to join in the, the expedition. Uh, how um, are there particular skill sets you're looking for, and how would individuals uh, learn more about this uh, or express their interest in joining you? Well, the first thing, of course, we're doing in the area is, is looking for the evidence of the meteorite. Um, and for that, we need geologists and, of course, archaeologists to look at any remains that we might find. Uh, many of these geologists will, of course, be Bolivian uh, because they have instituted the expedition. At the second time, we are putting in uh, water sources for the people. Uh, the area we're going to is subject to annual flooding, and they are disastrous floods. Two years ago, 350,000 people were homeless because of the floods in this swampy area of the Amazon. Um, you don't hear much about this at home because it isn't, isn't great news, and Bolivia is a sort of wilderness about which, anyway, people hear relatively little. Um, but they do need clean water. And the um, international charity, Just a Drop, which is run through the world travel market, uh, actually funds these various wells and um, other water sources all around the world. Well, last year and the year before we put in wells for people and we shall be doing the same again uh, this year in the Beni region, putting in two and I hope the government, if they follow their promises, will put in a further five which means that people will get clean drinking water which if you think about it is one of the greatest luxuries in life. When I come home from an expedition people say, what did you miss most? I very often say being able to turn on a tap and drink the water straight out of it. 
indeed. And and certainly when we uh, when we come back from break, I want to talk a little bit more about Just to Drop Foundation and some of the other uh, charities that uh, that you've helped form. Uh, and, uh, and that you, you kind of oversee. Um, but I, I wanted to know if there's a website for individuals who are interested in participating in uh, the expedition, if there's a website uh, as to where they can go to learn more. Yes, there is. We're, we're, fa- we're, we're fairly uh, full up with people at the moment because we course can't take uh, that many. But the best one to turn to probably is uh, uh, called, it's simply John Blashford Snell, one word, uh, .org.uk Okay, okay. Do you have room for a radio crew by any chance? Well, We'd love to go. Have, um, uh, but not too many. I mean, bear in mind, it's, it's pretty rough travel. Uh, some right. of the travel is going to be on horses, some is going to be on foot, and the temperature is going to be around 90, 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, it's pretty uncomfortable jungle and savanna. So um, if you're interested, do let me know. But uh, uh, I wouldn't want you to think it's going to be a holiday. Oh, no, I'm not expecting. I, you know, we're, we, uh, we, we're accustomed to rolling up our sleeves and, uh, and uh, you know, using a little bit of elbow grease to, to get the job done, and we're made of tough stock. So <laughs> we'll talk oh. offline. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, um, I, I do want to circle back to some of the, uh, the charities that you've been involved with because they're extraordinary. Uh, you're listening to the Traveling On Radio Show. We're your host, Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick, and we'll continue talking to John Blashford Snell after the break. <laughs> 